Dude, even if you're an awful trash panda, like uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't say names. Did you say raccoon? Like, no. Did you just nah. call people raccoons? No, I was gonna say even if you're. Uh, that's true. I just made a lot of enemies because trash <laughs> trash pandas are cute. Okay. Yeah, that's that is also called a rac- raccoon. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no! Oh no! You're right. I'm thinking of red pandas are cute. No, no, go back to my diss. Trash pandas are trash. Okay, all right. Welcome to the Gospel in Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm one of your hosts, Lenny, joined here by Cody. Say hello to everybody, Cody. Hello to everybody. All right. We're excited. We're back again. Well, what am I saying? Back. We're here. We're We're, here. We're grateful that you're here with us, and we're excited to continue season six. That's right. This is our second episode of... Oh, yeah. Foundations of Faith. With the new theme song. New theme song, guys. You know, it would be really cool if you all would send us your thoughts of the new theme song. Just go ahead and send us it on, on our socials or an email. You send like, hey, it was really cool, or no, I really didn't like uh, Lenny singing. You know, all of that. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, you can say to, that you know, if you want, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, don't actually say that. That's true. Yeah, this I is, mean, uh, we're censoring a lot of stuff over here. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're censoring. But anyways, we'd love your feedback. Uh also, we just love to hear from you, uh the people that we that we get to do this this podcast for. Yeah. Anyways, we got a really great lineup of things to talk about today. I am actually very very excited about one of the first things that we're going to do today. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's something that's close to both of our hearts, a little bit closer to your heart, Cody. Yeah, you could say. Yeah. I mean, it's close. You know, never mind. We we'll just we won't go there. Yeah. Um Say what, Jesus? Because he likes me more than you. Oh, sorry. Oh, you feel good about yourself? Feel good about that comment? <laughs> you feel like a big guy now? Yeah. Grow, yeah. grow up, dude. Grow up. Um. Anyways, we are going to be tackling a great question today. But but first, because the foundations of faith. That's right. We're going to do a story of faith. Stories of faith. Why we stay. Our first story of faith is a quick one. It's a short one. We're going to show you guys a little bit of how this is done, okay? You could probably say a little more than this one, but uh, today's story of faith comes from my very own offspring. And uh, this this is it. I'll just play it, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, let's go. My name is Finley. My story of faith is that I love to read scriptures because it makes me feel happy. Oh, when do you read scriptures? When Emmett goes down for his nap. Yeah, do you do it by yourself? Mm-hmm. Peaceful. Anything else you want to say? No. <laughs> Just ends. <laughs> no. I'm done. Yeah, so that's that's my daughter. She has been reading her scriptures, like, every day. Okay, guys, she's four, so she can't actually read. I'm going to just be real with you, all right? But for the last two weeks, 
whenever her little brother Emmett goes down for his nap while my wife Chelsea is rocking him to sleep. Finley will go open up her, her scripture book and she'll just go through all the pictures and look at them. She does it every day. We don't have to remind her anymore. She does it on her own. So we're very proud of her for that. Now, when I asked her, I brought her into the studio. I said, hey, I want, I want you to share a story of faith. That's what she chose. That's what she wanted to talk about. So that's it's amazing. I think that one of the reason I'm so excited about this, I used to be one of those people that when I was in a family ward testimony meeting came on and the little kids came up to share their testimonies. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was like, mm, okay. You dude, know, I was the same way, dude. Uh, for yeah, so I was long, just, I was like, I don't care about other people's kids. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's exactly right. It was just like, okay. Like they said the same things. I know the church is true. I know I love my family. You know, they said all the same things. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I mean, it's nice. And everybody was just like, oh, it's so beautiful. But I was like, I just didn't get it. Yeah. And I will tell you, you don't really get it until I don't even have kids of my own. But I feel like I'm pretty close. I feel like I'm close to Finley and Emmett, uh, Cody's children. And so I care about them and I care about I'm not saying I don't I didn't care about those other kids, but I would say I care about I have a personal connection with these with these kids. Right. And to see their testimonies grow and then to share them just like that, even if they don't have a lot of language to do so. And that's what I've learned is that they only have certain language that they have to be able to share some really deep, poignant thoughts. Yeah. And so it's amazing when they share their very simple in only the words that they know how powerful it is. Yeah. Especially I mean, hearing that, that story that uh, Finley was like, this is what I'm sharing for my story of faith. Yeah. It's 20 seconds, but she got right to the root of it. Like I love reading the scriptures because they make me happy. It's like, boom, we've talked to her about that feeling of happiness and what the spirit feels like for her and trying to help her recognize that. But I think that's the beautiful thing. People, when they get up in, in testimony meeting too, a lot of the stories they share or the experiences they share are ones of happiness or joy or comfort and sometimes knowledge and a lot of time revelation, but there's a lot of different ways that God speaks to us through the, through the spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it fits all these different needs at different times in our lives. It's cool. It's cool to think that he, he speaks to us in all these different avenues, no matter what we're feeling. I mean, what else can you say that about? Yeah. That's a like, good point. Whether you're happy or you're depressed or you're stressed or you're busy or you're successful or your life is falling apart, whatever. There's a spiritual experience you can have that fits one of those and that becomes a story of faith for you at all times. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that how this became a story of faith for Finley. You kind of set up the the experience for us when you told us about how she started to do this. Your wife puts Emmett down to sleep and you've kind of taught her to go and just use this time to look through the scriptures. You know, and she has a little scripture book you're saying, but she uses that time now. And now, as she's done it for two weeks, she does it by herself. It's, she's learning the intrinsic value. She's developing a relationship with the scriptures and with God by herself. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, pretty sweet. And especially what I love that question you asked her at the end was, what do you feel when you do this? And she says, I feel peaceful. Yeah. Now, do we, do we know that she understands what peaceful means exactly? No. We don't know what that if she does exactly. But... She's starting to recognize what God feels like. Well, that's a good point, too. I mean, if you think of us all in our in our lives, we're all at different points on the path. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you could say that somebody with a more mature testimony who has a better grip on their emotions and their feelings gets up and bears their testimony. 
you know, saying something like that. I mean, we don't have perfect language either. And we yeah, don't have perfect true. memory. We don't have perfect uh, senses and all that stuff either. But we can still recognize goodness when it enters mm-hmm. our heart. Absolutely. So, yeah. Wow, what a great story of faith. I'm so excited that we got to start off that with Finley. And it's going to be a great record for her when she gets older that you can show her. It'll be awesome. Yeah, dude. So here's also a bottom line, guys. Yeah. If Yeah, listen to this. Co- okay. If Cody's four-year-old daughter... <laughs> <laughs> Sit. You, you know what? If are you standing? Are you driving? Pull off to the yeah. side of the road yeah, right pull now. Over, okay? Pull over. Yeah. Pull over. Yeah. We'll wait. <laughs> wait. Give him thirty seconds, Lenny, of silence. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in a meeting at work. Leave. Well, I don't know why you're listening to this. Where wait, you? why oh, you listening to a podcast? Yeah, uh, pay attention to your meeting. Be present, know. people. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, this is on you now. Like everybody, not yeah. not us. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. All right. Back be... to back to the back to the point here. Mm-hmm. Well, the bottom line is is. Cody's four-year-old daughter can share her story of faith in the simplest language that she has. We can, all of us, do so. And so we would encourage you to send in your stories of faith. Just It could be a 20-second little blurb, uh, just like Finley's, or it can be a two-minute or four-minute, five-minute. You know, If it's a little longer than that, we probably will edit it a little bit, but send however you however long you want. We'd love to hear your stories of faith because they build us all. Amen to that. Well said, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, you said it earlier before the show, so I just wanted to steal your thunder. Yeah, I did. I don't remember. The important thing is that you are recognized for something you did not do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. 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 You feel like a big man again, don't you? Do you feel like... Copyright. Right. Copyright, dude. All right. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Anyways, let's move on. We are going to move on to the meat and potatoes of the episode. And we're going to talk about these questions. And what are questions? Well, obviously, they're the gray. So, the question today. I'll give the question, and Cody, if you'll give us a little bit of background on this question. Okay, sir. So, the question is, why does it seem like the church puts more emphasis on works over grace? There it is. The big old works versus grace question, right? Ah, we're waiting for something like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this one is actually one that's come up in some personal interactions uh, I've had with some friends, and not necessarily recently, but I have heard this. It's said in in those words. It's it's kind of a more concise way to put it, but that's come up, and I'm sure you've heard it, Lenny, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard it or thought Mm -hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you're Christian or you have a Christian background, like a more traditional Christian background, Protestant or Catholic or what have you, then you probably thought about this for sure. I think it's a it's a good question to, to dig into. I mean, we, we all know there's a great talk from uh, Elder Wilcox, right, about grace. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go that route with this today myself. I mean, you, you can dig into that, too, if you want to. We'll put that talk in the show notes because it's yeah. a great resource for everyone to read when they're considering this question. It's so good. It's such a good talk of explaining how grace actually works. But my thinking and my kind of where I'm coming from with this is I think when we ask this question or we get caught up in this question, I think it's easy for us to, as Jesus said about the Pharisees, to miss the mark. We're kind of mm. missing the point. We're kind of overthinking it sometimes, I might even say. Mm-hmm. Not not to say it's not a valid question, but but I think we overthink it. 
So if we find this, let me pull up the scriptures. I think it's in, in James here. So I'm going to pull up uh, some scriptures that talk about mm-hmm. grace and works. Let's see here. Okay, here it is. James chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. Okay. We've all heard this before. I think we're all familiar with it. But but we should. I think we should unpack this. Mm, let's so do it. It says, uh, even so, faith, if it hath not works is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. I think that those two scriptures alone sum up this whole argument. I think we get really caught up in works over grace um, in the modern day because we think what we're saying is that actions will get us into heaven more than God will get us into heaven. And when we, we do that, I think we talk past each other. Because Ooh, yeah. if you think about it, okay, I'm going to take the most straightforward, basic idea behind grace over works, okay? And that would be accepting Jesus as your Savior. So in a lot of traditional Christianity beliefs, um, all we have to do is pray and accept Jesus as our Savior and we'll be saved. They kind of draw the line at that, right? Which we don't need to get into that so much right now. But even if that was your argument here, you still believe in works, as a fundamental part of accessing grace, okay? Because you have to accept the Savior. You have to do something. You are still accepting the Savior. Whether you're saying that prayer or you're opening up your heart, you have to do something. That is a work. Mm -hmm. Even at the most basic level, works are part of grace. There's not works over grace. If we're thinking about grace without works, then we're not thinking about grace as it should be thought about, and, right. and we're missing the point. We can't save ourselves. I think we should all recognize that. But we also, God can't save us if we don't do anything, right? I think there is a, a couple of difference or key differences about like this idea of what grace is. So we can kind of break grace down into a couple of different parts. Now, I want to emphasize that when I'm talking about grace right now, this is just the gospel according to Lenny, and it's not based on by scriptures or these scriptures that I can pull out right now. But here's my understanding of what I think about grace. There is grace as in meaning that it's been paid. The debts that we all have as human beings have been paid by Christ through his atonement. So that means that we are all, in essence, quote unquote, saved. What does that mean? What does it mean to be saved? In my estimation, what it means to be saved, according to the scriptures as I understand it, saved is to be saved from physical and spiritual death. Now, physical death is already paid for. We will all be resurrected. That's, right. that's foretold in the, in the scriptures. We're so, all resurrected, so we are all saved in that sense. So that's a good definition to break down, right? What is yeah. the definition of grace? What is the definition of saved? Because like you said, um, I think a lot of people and a lot of um, different sects of Christianity, that's what they're thinking of, actually. Contrary to what I said earlier, when I was saying it was saved, I meant physically and spiritually. But there is a saved just physically, and mm-hmm. that you do get without having to do anything. <laughs> you know, it's a, right. it's a freebie, which is kind of insane to think about how yeah. amazing and of a gift that is. Even if you don't accept the Savior... Even if you don't in your heart say, I accept him as my savior, you still receive that gift. Dude, even if you're an awful trash panda, like 
and uh, maybe I shouldn't say names. Did you say raccoon? Like, no. Did you just call nah. people raccoons? No, I was going to say, even if you're... Uh, that's true. I just made a lot of enemies because trash, <laughs> trash pandas are cute, okay? Yeah, that's, that is also called a rac- raccoon. <laughs> I don't know. A, oh, no. Oh, no. You're right. I'm thinking of red pandas are cute. No, no. Go back to my diss. Trash pandas are trash. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to say... Even if you're as awful as a human, we always do this, and it's kind of tiresome, but I guess I'll go there because I'm whatever. If you're as awful as a person as Hitler, you know, you're still getting you're physically saved, okay? Let's put this in perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, your definition. So you talked yeah. about that saved and then, and then carry on. Crack on. So I really love this part of understanding this grace because what it says to me is that it is free or it's been paid for for everybody now we're talking about the other part of grace is being saved from spiritual death spiritual death is being cut off from the presence of God that's what spiritual death means so because no unclean thing can be in the presence of God We cannot, in our state, be in his presence without some sort of reconciliation, which the atonement paid for. So because of Christ's sacrifice, we can access the atonement to gain remission of our sins so we can be in the presence of God. Now, I think this is the part of grace that I think most of us that we're we're talking about when it's talking about accepting and doing a sort of work. We're doing, we have to do something. So I think that we get muddled. We like, we kind of create this, this intertwine of these definitions that we're all saved because of the atonement, which means that we just have to accept Christ. I think that the, it kind of gets a little muddled and we have to separate it. We have to break it into its parts so that we understand, or at least we get closer to the understanding of what grace is uh, or what grace can do for us or what grace has been, is doing for us right now. So because we have to accept in that work, we have to accept Christ as our Savior, then we can get into the power of the atonement to be able to be saved, receive a remission of our sins, to be in the presence of God again. See, that is what also what it means to be spiritually saved. Yeah. Now, the thing about works or grace, I don't think it has to do with you are trying to earn heaven. Like that's a, that's a key word is nowhere in the scriptures does it say you have to earn heaven. You have to earn your place as a, as a son of God or a daughter of God or, or to, you know, any of that. But what it is saying is that you have to accept and be as Christ and to follow his example in order to get back to his presence. That's what it says in the scriptures. It doesn't say that you that only by your works are you going to do this because it's not possible. It's not possible for you to do it by yourself. But what happens is I think that the this the, the idea that we get muddled in our minds is that we are because we're working, we qualify for grace that I don't think that that's that's not right. correct at all. Right, right. There's there's there needs to be a balance there. Right. Like. uh I mean, it just said faith without works is dead, right? Mm-hmm. Or works without faith 
can be dead. You can make the argument either way. They got to be hand in hand, right? You can do a lot of good without um, your heart in it, yeah, without belief in it, you know. But that good might not, I don't know, invigorate your soul like it otherwise would. It can become kind of cankerous if you are cynical and you despise doing good. You despise having to do things out of duty or whatever, you know. So I think there's like there's some personal catches there, obviously. But but if you want to access grace, your heart has to be in it, and your also your will has to be in it. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to have your your heart and your soul there connected to Christ. Believe you don't have to be perfect. You could be super flawed. You can have weak faith, but you can but you need to have faith to put your heart into it. Right? I I think also that. Uh we as members also maybe misunderstand grace to a certain extent too, because maybe sometimes we go in the opposite direction, not in mind, not in maybe doctrine or or belief, but maybe in what we, in what we actually do. And here's what I mean by that. Christ's grace is already happening. It is happening whether or not we work for it or not. But I think what the, the most important part of grace is recognizing when we actually allow the atonement, allow Christ to work in us and become like he is, when we start to access the atonement and become the not only the redeeming power, but the enabling power of the atonement, that's when we start to recognize his grace in our life. It's not a or if this then statement. It's they're happening at the exact same time. Yeah. So yes. grace is allowing us to do our works and our works are allowing us to access the grace. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's 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 the same thing. They're they're symbiotic. They're, they they can't be divorced from each other. Yeah. It's, it's impossible for them to be divorced from each other. That means yeah. that if you are working to become like Christ and do good and be good, you are you have his grace. And if you are trying to be a better person, you are you have access to his grace. I mean, and, I, I would say you can have works without grace. Yes, you, yes. You won't of access grace, right? You know what I mean? There, there works without faith won't access grace necessarily. Well, personally, in my opinion, it's personally. You won't be. You won't access. You won't feel that grace personally. But it's yeah. still there for you. But you won't understand it. You won't get it. You won't get the benefits and the blessings of that grace. Like yeah. as in, like maybe physically or spiritually, you will. But like yourself recognizing it which is a, which is blessings in itself yeah you won't get those and i think that's important uh, we have to recognize christ's grace in order for us to understand who he is fully and so if you are doing something uh without your heart being in it and you're just doing it then you i think that even though there's grace happening because it is possible only possible for you to do those things through his grace but you're not able to recognize that it is his grace. Therefore, you are unable to recognize him yeah. in those works. You know, there's another scripture here that, yeah. uh, that makes us get hung up on this. Yeah. While also answering the question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does both. It's in, it's, in the, it's in the Book of Mormon. I love it. Uh, so 2 Nephi 25-23 so this is Nephi talking about why they chiseled these words into the scriptures. It says, For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children, and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. 
for we know that it is by grace that we are saved. Huzzah! Mm. After all that we can do. Oh. <laughs> and I think this causes friction because, you know, if again, if you're coming from Protestant, evangelical, whatever, Christian background, that first part, for we know that it is by grace we are saved. Yeah, yeah everyone's on board. And then after all we can do. Well, that kind of that kind of explains it. There's no amount we can do that will save us, okay? We're saved by grace after every single thing you could imagine possibly doing, it will still not be enough. You still have to be saved by grace. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you I kind of we- you kind of opened up my mind to how you can uh you can interpret that scripture. Yeah, I think I think we might read past it a little bit. Yeah. But, and and even if we didn't, I don't think it causes any any doctrinal issues. Saved by grace after all we can do. I mean, we still need to do, right? We doing accesses grace. So I, I again these are hand in hand, our faith, our works coming together to help us access the power of grace. Mm-hmm. So either way you take that, I think it fits great within the doctrinal context of the restored gospel. I think yeah. that even, you know, our friends in other faiths who may, may uh, misunderstand our interpretation of this or, or, or not. I think that when they are acting in faith as well, they are doing something. I think that their faith in Christ and his grace leads them to act. And I oh, think yeah. that that's, I think that's the reason why, why it feels like we're trying, why the scripture can kind of seem like we're trying to earn heaven as it's said. Yeah. Um, but it's, we're literally doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing. We are. We're, we're a lot more on the same page than not. I, I remember this, this family that we taught in my second area in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, New Holland, beautiful town. Y'all, you should check it out. Uh, you got it. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh just came out there <laughs> for a second. Check it out, dude. Going um, downtown. Going downtown, downtown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this family on the main the main road there that we talked to a few times. A younger family. Um, they had younger kids, not like super young kids, but mm-hmm. um, they were so nice, man. They're some of the best people I talked to on my own mission, and just like the very definition of a true believer in Christ. They were, um, oh, what were they? People? I think they were human beings, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think they were, uh, I'll just say non-denominational Christian now. But, okay. But they had much more, like, more, more Protestant leanings with their belief system. I can't remember. Maybe they're evangelical. I can't remember. But they are super nice. And we got caught up in this grace conversation. And uh, they were like, okay, do you believe in, 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 you know, that your works will help you help save you one day? Like if you went out right now and you got hit by a car, would you be saved? And my companion and I were like, well, well, yeah. You know, we, we think, uh, I mean, our, our hearts are on the right track. You know, we're, we're heading the right direction. And the way that we explained it was kind of like... Um, Grace, great being saved by grace was more about direction than it was by where you were on the timeline of faith or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but they didn't like that. They 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 very much pushed back on our thinking here, 
because they're like, no, you once you've accepted Jesus, you're saved. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, and we we had questions about that. We're like, oh, so I can go out and steal. I can go out and pick on someone. I could break commandments and I'll still be saved. Um, and they're like, well, yeah, but you 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 shouldn't you wouldn't do those things because you've accepted Christ. And I was like, okay, so I think we're on the same page here, right? Have you truly accepted Christ? Maybe in their eyes, if you aren't modeling your life after Christ in some way, not that you're perfect, but that you're not modeling your life in that, in that regard, we're both performing the same kind of works as far as trying to show our faith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas with us, like, yeah, we, we believe you do need to still do what we need to do. We still, we believe we need to be baptized. We have ordinances. We have saving ordinances in the temple. We need to go take mm-hmm. out. We need to serve people in our callings. We need to do all this other stuff, right? And I'm looking at this family, and I'm like, these guys do serve their neighbor. They're doing it, you know? There's a lot of people who accept Christ, and they don't do it. You know, that yeah. that's where mm-hmm. it gets fuzzy for yeah. a lot of us. So I think, I think at the end of the day, like, you show that you accept Christ by how you you value his word and his commandments, and that yeah. should be reflected in your actions, which is exactly what James was saying. I want to go back to this question. It says, why does it seem like the church puts more emphasis on works over grace? I think that uh, what the church emphasizes is being like Jesus Christ. I think that I feel like that is what the church emphasizes rather than works over grace. I think in this question, there's two different things. Like we've, we're talking a lot about grace and, and I, and I want to come back to this in a second, but I think uh, specifically in this question where it says, well, why does it seem like the church puts more emphasis? I think the emphasis is on becoming like Christ being the best versions of ourselves right as we can. Now that doesn't mean perfect. That means a little better than we were yesterday. Right. And I think that this progression is what people misinterpret as we are trying to earn our way into heaven because right. we we only we only do these things we only be a better per, we only be be a better neighbor or serve or go you know do these things because we want to get into heaven that's not the reason the reason is we want to be more like Christ and right. that is we we where our our aim is toward becoming like him toward progression not towards being saved because we already accept, we already know that we're being saved in the kingdom of God in the way that we understand it, which is, right. you know, going back to this grace thing, um, which is, you know, saved spiritually as well as being saved uh, t- uh, uh, physically. But the focus is on becoming like Christ. I think we can get muddled in that uh, because of, you know, we're only as good as what we do. And so I think that there there is maybe some cultural things about you know, some perfectionism culturals and that's not, that's not the church. In my opinion, right. that's not church doctrine or anything that is culture, pure culture. Right. right. And, some, I, and I, some of the short sightedness we all fall into sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's, again, I brought the Pharisees earlier, but in Jesus time, the Pharisees, it all got sucked up into that kind of bad culture. And, uh, that same kind of short-sightedness and missing the mark. We, we can miss the mark mm-hmm. when we do that, that very same thing. And I think that, you know, I, this isn't a question that I think is, is unfair from anyone. No, you know? no, absolutely not. Cause, cause I could see why 
um, why it why it would come up in in church culture sometimes about works works over faith in regards to, to grace, but it's never bothered me personally because um, I never felt like works was at odds or or functioning independently from my faith. Right. Um, but I could see why that communication might come off that way, and mm-hmm. people grew up in a different bubble or a different uh, way of understanding some of the scriptures, what they were taught. Um, but but doctrinally, you know, the the church has never taught that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what the church has taught is very clear about about grace and faith, and 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 honestly, works and ordinances and all that. I mean, it, we're all saying the same thing here, right? Any manifestation of faith, you could call a work. Mm. And it, I think that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. Now I want to circle back down to faith, or sorry, to grace from this, from progression to grace and how progression relates to grace. Because I think that our quest to become like Christ is a very daunting one. And I think that maybe we, we misunderstand the scope of that. And I think that that's also a, a spirit question of that, of, of, this, of this question that we're talking about. Um, is the the spirit of it is how can you do all of those things like 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 it, it's too daunting like I'm not good enough like I will never be perfect I will never do enough to qualify for Christ's sacrifice and I think that maybe also that is something that we that there's like questions about is like you can't ever qualify you can't qualify yourselves for that amazing gift and. And we shouldn't try to qualify ourselves for that amazing gift. But uh, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say this when it comes to grace and progression. Grace makes progression possible. And I think that it's a gift that we're able to become like Christ because of his atonement and because of his grace. So we have the privilege uh, and, of the, and the ability to do works because of his grace. And I, and I think that even in that scripture that you read in, in, in the book of Mormon was like, after all we can do, I, I really love the way that you, that you phrased it or the way that you read it and described it. Cause it was not, it wasn't about you're only saved after all you can do. It's like, we are saved by grace period. And, uh, or like semicolon after everything that we do. Yeah. You know, after all that you can do. So it's right. like you are saved by grace, period, after all, even after all the things that you can do. Right. And again, I shouldn't say again, I didn't say this, but <laughs> as, you, as you're saying it here now, I'm thinking this, this, the scope of the scripture isn't in this moment, right? Yeah. So it's not saying, oh, you have a, you have a tough gig coming up at work tomorrow. Well, you're not going to be able to access God's grace until you've done everything you can possibly do until you've stayed up all night working on this presentation. No, 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 no. You're not saved the moment your presentation happens. Okay. So salvation that is talking about is in the eternal scheme of things, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about passing on to the next life, after all we've done in our in our physical life, okay, and you know you could probably argue in the spirit world too. That's when we're saved by grace. Okay, so the reason I say that's important is because if you need help on that work gig tomorrow, 
and your faith sucks, you could still access the power of grace. <laughs> in that moment, it doesn't matter how little your faith is. If you have faith and sincerity, you can access the grace of God to help give you that extra boost. It's that simple. Now you got you have to you have to show you have to prove that faith by doing something. Maybe that's by praying. Praying is a work. Reading a scripture, that's a work. Thinking about Jesus, pondering, that's a work, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're, we're saying the same thing there again, I think. But but that's grace we can access in the moment. That's the enabling power, which you mentioned earlier, the enabling power of the atonement. That grace can come at any point in our lives, even if um, we are weak of faith. We just need faith, and which I re- looks like works. <laughs> which which works it looks like works <laughs> synonymous man what i what i really want to what i really love and i i like emphasize in my my own thoughts especially with where i am right now grace is happening whether or not we are accessing it quote unquote or not i think that the real blessing comes when we realize that we are accessing grace or accessing the atonement when we realize that we're doing that, that's when that's when the most blessings for us come. That's when the most power comes. But it's not because not just because we're not we, we don't recognize it doesn't mean that it's not happening for us. All things. I think it says in the scripture somewhere that I, I can't remember exactly, but the bra- every breath that we're able to take is because of the Savior and his sacrifice. I mean, every, everything that we're able to do is because of it. And that is grace. It has already been done for us. And, and one of the, oh, yeah. uh, one yeah, of the, put one of the cool things I, I love in the scriptures is how prophets spoke about the atonement as it was, as it had already happened, even when it didn't happen. I mean, that's how certain it was and, and how powerful it was that it already, it was already, um, this blows my mind. It was already in, in in effect even before it happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I guess what I what I'm saying what I'm saying about that is is just grace is is all encompassing. We we have all this power, this this grace power sitting around us, this resource. We just got we just got to tap into it, right? That's what you're saying, right? It's there. It's already it's already being it's already being used on our behalf. But it's only when we get into the current, like it's almost like it's the way I'm thinking about it. I don't know if it's 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 like it's like this swirling. It's like it's like this wind current that we're it's all over us and it's affecting everything that we do. And it's only when we start spreading our wings and jumping into the current is when we actually get the power of flight. You know, even though it's affecting us and it's doing everything around us and it's 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 providing a ton of us uh, things for us. It's only when we open up our wings or whatever, jump into the current is when we actually are able to soar. It's like, it's like the key and peel skit we made fun of. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> about sitting down, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, Carlito, access some grace. No, man, I'm good. It's right there, dude. <laughs> no, man, I'm it's good. right there. Grace is right there. You're like, no, no, I'm it's not that simple. All right. I mean, right, we're, right, yeah. we, we get, we get, we get caught up and we get, you know, life happens. It gets hard to see sometimes. But I mean, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't wrap up with this. What keeps? I'm just gonna say it. Okay, you don't have to share it. Okay, that rash of yours. Just kidding. No, <laughs> they, they, 
no. I, I keep I'm thinking that what the analogy popping into my mind right now is the conversations we've had lately, the last couple of weeks, about your employment situation. Oh yeah. And how we were joking because we're like, man, if only God told you a year ago to get into this certain job situation. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, he did. And then other things happened and life took a different route. And, you know, for whatever reason, different you made different choices. But uh, you came back to this because it's like grace. It's always sitting there. It's ready for us to access when we're ready to take it, take that opportunity kind of thing. Maybe that's a bad analogy. I don't know. No, it no. Just, I, it just keeps popping in my head. Yeah, no, I think you're you're right in a in a certain way that that the thing that I, I keep coming back to is that it's already active in our life, and I just think that we're unable unless or until we recognize that it is active and we start to be aware of it and be grateful for it and move forward in faith because of it. Uh, with the, with the faith, that's when the power starts happening in our life. Grace Grateful. is already sus- grace. Grace is already sustaining us, but it's only when we realize and, and are grateful for it. And and yeah, grateful. That's the word. Grateful, could, recognizing it. That's when we actually start to really feel the effects of it. We could do a whole. We we can't get into this right now, but gratitude. It's like a. It's like a proven factoid, dude. Yeah, that if I know, you have right? gratitude, your your quality of life is significantly better. Period. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Gratitude is a recognition, and if you can recognize God in your life, you can recognize what He's done for you, what He's doing for you. Then you can tap into that. So I think you're, I think you're on the something there, dude. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, it's, not it's not me. It's not me. I think that. Uh, we're just having a conversation. I think we we always say this, but we're just having a conversation, and this is our thoughts on grace on this question, uh, spe- specifically this question, which I think lies in the hearts of a lot of people. And this is this yeah. is our take in it. But I hope as you've listened to our conversation that you have had thoughts and feelings form from the Spirit and from your own experiences that are informing your understanding of what grace and how you can answer this question for yourself and what it, whatever it means, you know. Why does it seem like the church puts more emphasis on works over grace or another question that you have concerning grace? I hope that uh, you can have those experiences and have our have your minds open. Like I feel like my mind has opened uh, about about what this uh, especially that scripture that you read in in is it second Nephi? Yeah, dude. Yeah, especially second that Nephi chapter 23. Yeah. Chapter 25 chapter 20 yeah. uh s- 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 Second Nephi chapter twenty five verse twenty three. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So just after, especially after listening to that, my mind was open about that question or that scripture. Should we pin the tail on the donkey? Let's do it. Let's let's get to the black and white of this. The black and white. If we sum up the black and white, you you think of what you're gonna say, okay? And I'm gonna think of the right thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> when one sentence what's what's the black and white of this the question again why does it seem like the church puts more emphasis on works over grace what is your doctrinal one sentence answer to that maybe two Jesus Christ performed the atonement the infinite atonement that covers everything all pain all hurt all transgression that enables us 
to enter into his kingdom again. How we access that is through faith in Jesus Christ and in his atonement, repentance, baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and then enduring to the end. That is how we access the atonement and therefore his grace. There you go. I don't know I can say it better than that, actually. One thing I would add is that everything you said is an act of faith. Mm. And it is an act, which means it's a work. So we're, we're doing something to show our faith. I think that sums up. Yeah, it. I think so, too. I really, this was a really awesome conversation, really powerful one for me in particular. Grateful that we got to talk about it. And I hope that it helps somebody to answer their own questions and to have conversations yeah. like that with all people that they love and trust. Looking at you, John. <laughs> yeah, John. Just kidding. I just made up a name. Okay. <laughs> Looking at you, Ralph. <laughs> it's like, try to be, you know. Sensitive to people's, uh, it's like you've seen, uh, uh, oh, 17 Miracles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, like somebody who doesn't want to go west at this time of year or something, something, Levi Savage. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that's yeah. part of like, who the free card this Who is this yeah. guy? Levi Savage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny. They used to do that all the time. It's like, <laughs> part of the culture yeah. in America and a church culture, uh, early church, man. Yeah. Like, what is this? That's so funny. That's so Calling funny. people out publicly. Yeah. <laughs> well, glad we got out of that. Cause that would not yeah. go over well at all. Me too, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, everybody already knows you're an idiot. It's oh obvious, yeah. So no, no, no. It would change anything, dude. <laughs> hey again, you feel good about yourself? You feel good? Yeah. <laughs> about what you said? Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that was funny. I think it was funny because like I was making that a theme over this episode, just making you yeah. look like a making you look like the bad guy. So, uh, you feel good about that. <laughs> huh? Oh, anyways, everyone, thank you for joining us. We're grateful that you're here with us, listening, and that you got to experience the story of faith as well as this, uh, the black and white. As we talked about these things. You can contact us and share your own stories of faith, like we mentioned before, or your own questions, and we can talk about them. You can, you can contact us and share those through our email and our socials. Our email being in black and white podcast at gmail.com. And you can get to our socials Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IBW Podcast. That's the handle at IBW Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends if you'd like. Uh, hopefully that something that we talk about or just our general tomfoolery will be interesting to those people who you send it to. Again, we're grateful that you're here. Grateful that you spent some time with us and that we got to share things that are uh, dear to us and dear to our hearts. So with that, everyone, we'll see you next time on the podcast. And God is good. Godspeed, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>